Hi, welcome to the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Target. Thanks. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, everybody. Um, just first and foremost, thank you to Mr. Matteo Roman uh, for sending me a few of his um, completed songs. Uh, you know, there's a lot of music producers um, that are following Theta Gang or, you know, listening to the podcast or contributing on the site. And the most common form of help I've been offered has to be new music. There's a lot of music producers and a lot of you have already sent me in things and um, maybe I'll get some sort of program where I'll start shuffling in music. Maybe the music changes every week. But in the meantime, uh, I see myself using Mr. Matteo Roman's music for um, maybe for like another 30 episodes. <laughs> so we'll go and see where that goes. Thank you again, Mr. Matteo. I really appreciate it. Uh, and let's move on. All right. Um, second on the list, you guys probably noticed today is a Thursday. It's not Sunday. It's not Monday morning. Um, I'm going to one of my best friend's uh, 30th birthday, which is in Cabo. And that sounds fun. Uh, but what you don't know <laughs> or what you know now is uh, my girlfriend can't go. Um, and I'm basically, I think, ninth wheeling. <laughs> And uh, it's like <laughs> it's like already known that like we're not gonna hang out like together like all the time because everyone's gonna do their like boyfriend girlfriend thing. Um, so I'm bringing my laptop, and I'm pretty sure a part of Theta Gang will be actually iterated on on the beach. Uh, maybe I have a pina colada uh, while I am you know giving you guys the ability to edit trades, or maybe I'm giving you guys the ability to see a cool graph, or maybe the both. I don't know. It's gonna be. It's really, really cool. Um, you know, I usually just code at my favorite coffee shop, which is uh, black dot, B-L-K dot. Um, otherwise, yeah, uh, the inner nerd in me is worried that I won't be able to see my screen if it's too bright outside, a.k.a. the beach. So <laughs> you guys can tell how much fun I am. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but that's also why this episode's out just a little bit earlier. All right, I'm still very much in earnings season. Uh, I'm a little bit early uh, since it's a Thursday, and so the calendar with all the logos uh, is not made yet, so I can't like pick and choose and read off in sequential order uh, which companies are reporting. But I did go ahead and um, go through earnings whispers, and there's like just like lists of companies per day. Um, what well, I'll just go ahead and uh, name a few of the companies, and then maybe give a, a like a few comments uh, at the end here. So the companies that I've noticed or that I've seen include Salesforce, Best Buy, Home Depot, Lowe's, like Shake Shack and Macy's, and um, just you know pointing this out there, you know if you play, uh, I know Home Depot actually reports before Lowe's, but this is a, a pretty good lesson for those that. Uh, love to play earnings is that you know if you have two companies that are very much the same the one that reports first very much like affects the second one so with home depot reporting if you know home depot misses uh lows will take a hit too so if you want to l play 
earnings and maximize the potential losses as well as gains, then you'll play the one that reports first. And that's Home Depot before the bell um, on Tuesday. Obviously, um, I am long stock on Target. I have been for quite some time. Uh, it's definitely retraced back up uh, since I've been assigned, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, and I'll be definitely um, keeping an eye on Macy's as well as Best Buy because those are, in fact, retail. Any good news where you know retail's doing well, um, all retail goes up, right? If the consumer is strong, then retail is strong. Um, you know, I've mentioned this before, and I've already disclaimed that uh, I own stock positions in Target, so I can be as bullish as I want. Um, there's a discrepancy between the P&E ratio for Walmart, which is like 20-something, and uh, Target being 18-something. Um, you know, that's definitely a good indicator of like there is a small gap where Target can fill going up where it would be priced appropriately compared to walmart but walmart has more free cash flow so i don't know i'm really bullish on free cash cash flow <laughs> crash flow um uh, which is why i'm so bullish on apple if you guys if you guys know me um but yeah so keeping an eye on retail um you know holding on to target until earnings which are i believe on march 3rd for target so um i think that's it Ooh, um, actually, I want to take this back a little bit. Uh, so there's Chinese companies like um, JD reporting. Um, obviously, you know, coronavirus is definitely going to be a thing um, that will be brought up, hopefully, in a good light. Um, and then there's also weed companies reporting. Uh, I'd imagine that the IV for both Chinese companies and weed companies or marijuana companies uh, would be uh, abnormally high um, though I don't recommend those especially during earnings to sell options on if you're just beginning to learn how to do theta gang trades um, we're gonna get a little bit into what constitutes a theta gang trade um, you know just at least from my point of view and uh, that's definitely not the way to get started um, but it's there Okie dokie, uh, and to top off the weekly plays, um, this is the, usually the part where I mention uh, you know how my trades went, um, but talking about winners is whack, so we will just go to the next section. This is also an invite to anyone that feels like you know your boy might be lying. You can always, and I mean always, go to thetagang.com/juni. That's J-O-O. N as in Nancy, I-E, and I post all of my trades there, all of them, my winners and my losers all the time in a timely manner. They're posted before they're closed. I don't just like open a trade and then close it right away and say, oh, I've had this open for a long time. No, 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 no. I keep, the, I open them right when I open them and I close them when I close them. I'm real. That has to get super annoying to hear like every week. I'm sorry, uh, but as you guys can tell, I'm like super passionate about that. Um, just super sick and tired of people getting away with trying to look cool. Because um, those people that try to look cool might actually look cool to uh, you know random people or newer people. Uh, but what newer people need to you know get woken to 
is that you know the people that brag about their winners don't win that often you know what i mean like why is it so exciting to you that you have to brag about a win right so that's just my mentality um but otherwise now let's go to the next section god it's so crazy how much like new music makes the podcast feel Wait, did, did, did that just make sense it's crazy how it's so late right now it's like 2 a.m and i'm like recording this thing uh before i get on the plane tomorrow at like or i have to leave for the plane tomorrow at six so oh my god okay it's gonna be like a four hour trek or a four hour nap um anyway <laughs> new music is cool that's what i was <laughs> whoa i can't even say that new music is cool ha 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 so nothing to report on new website updates at least not specifically thetagang.com uh website updates um as most of you know uh, i'll do like small bugs during the week on weekday nights but i do most or the majority of my coding uh, Friday nights and Saturday, the entire day Saturday. Um, but we'll go and see where I fit in the time to code and do all that fun stuff um, in, while I'm in Cabo. Um, but yeah, uh, I would imagine that I will be working on editing trades first. Uh, and then if I have time, uh, getting you guys some cool analytics for your trades that you've been entering. As far as general Theta Gang uh, updates, uh, the hoodies, I finally got the uh, final hoodie. Uh, so I've you know disclosed the picture to my patrons. Uh, the hoodie does in fact uh, have my username on mine and it will have your ThetaGang.com username on yours. Uh, it will be on the, uh, your username will be on your left sleeve and your, on the right sleeve it will say first edition um, but above first edition, it actually now has the Autism Speaks uh, Foundation logo and name uh, because, of course, the 5% of the profits are going to the Autism Speaks Foundation. I'll be um, you know, taking screenshots, posting the pictures, but also uh, you can expect a video of me actually doing it. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, the hoodie looks really good. looks really clean. I've been getting a lot of compliments about it. Um, and yeah. Uh, just as a disclaimer, uh, as mentioned before, uh, the patrons will get 24-hour access uh, and be able to pre-order prior to everybody else. But rest assured, I doubt that they're going to get sold out. Um, Theta Gang isn't as big as some of you guys think it is. It's still just a passion project. Um, so don't don't freak out. Um, you'll When you hear about it and when you get a chance to get it, I'm sure you will. I am more than excited to take a picture with all the packaged hoodies uh, when I, you know, finish packing them all uh, with their stickers and the special surprise for the patrons. You guys will never know uh, what it is until you open it, even how much you beg. Don't try. Um, uh, you know, and then being able not to see like over the stack of, you know, packages as I carry them into the post office. It's just going to be a super feel-good moment, um, you know, just because the donation, the 5% donation, and, like, you getting a sweater out of helping autistic children 
and you know it, but also supporting theta gang and being one of the first people to get it oh and also like first the first edition and autism speaks and the username uh, will only be available on the first print run right like I, I imagine all other print runs of this design will only have the theta gang logo on the left of the chest so if you want the autistic uh, <laughs> the autistic the uh, autism speaks uh, foundation badge as well as the first edition badge and your username on the sleeves then this is the order for you Wow. Okay, so I just took some time to like scan around this podcast episode uh, just to hear what I sound like. And I sound like a zombie. I'm so sorry. Uh, I usually speak louder. I enunciate better. And I don't usually have this like monotone voice. Um, I'll try to pick it up a little bit uh, for the for the topic because, you know, um, I'm just, a, I ain't tired. I'm tired. I ain't tired, bruh. I ain't tired. Hype. Woo. Woo. Okay. Okay. I think I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Okay. So today's topic, very very simple. Um, you know, I think this is gonna be the one of the easier episodes to understand, especially if you are just getting into finance. But I might have lost you already. Um, I, I need to come up with some sort of schema or like some way of like tiling these. Uh, episodes to where like you know beginners should listen to these and intermediate people should listen to these and this is for advanced people only like it, there ne it needs to have some sort of schema like that um but as always i always recommend if you are new and you did make it this far without you know turning me off um you know listen to the podcast in chronological order you'll have a much better time as you progress and don't worry if you don't quite get everything options can be very complex but I try to explain them um, you know without using the big oogla boogla words so today's topic is covered calls and I feel like a lot of people can uh, you know j very much get their feet wet uh, doing covered calls uh, with very low risk and after explaining how covered calls work uh, I'm sure you guys and girls will see why um, so and you guys will also know why I always prefer to pick up uh, stocks and bundles like I, I'm not a really big fan of building a diverse portfolio by building uh, by buying one stock at a time but rather I buy them just in total chunks of like 100 so we'll go and we'll go and talk about that we'll get into that uh, real quickly in these next few seconds after uh, my disclaimer right now uh, I've say put when I mean call so like anytime I say put uh, in the next few seconds uh, I meant to say call the reason why I don't want to re-record it is because I feel like I make a really good point and I make a really good joke, and I don't want to say it again because it sounds so natural. <laughs> but yeah, if I um, if I say put, like if I say um, I should, I should, a covered call is a short naked put, I meant to say uh, short naked call. Thank you. Okay, uh, covered call. What is it? Um, it's a naked put that you write uh, to someone. So AKA you sell a naked put. Uh, just as a reminder, when you you know when you sell a naked put, you're not selling it to the market or like to the ether, 
really like just just you gotta always just remember there's someone on the other side of the contract um the other side of the contract could be a broker maybe they are buying uh options or selling options or it could be like a giant hedge fund you know goldman sachs can be buying that contract you are selling or they could be selling you that contract that you are buying um or it could be me honestly um uh, you know, back in my day, if some of you veterans uh, are listening to this podcast, you might have sold me some FDs or you might have sold me some calls, right? Like I was very eager. I wanted to make a lot of money. So I'm like, okay, um, uh, Moo 90s, right? <laughs> my, that's how you know I'm real <laughs> or J-Nug, baby. Um, <laughs> that's about as meme as I'll like ever get. Um, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> okay, I got to calm down. Hold on. So without out of the way, um, you know, just remember that there are two people to every contract. Uh, it takes one buyer and one seller. So you are absolutely, when you are selling a contract, you are writing a contract for someone. Or if you are buying a contract, someone's writing a contract to you for that obligation. So uh, moving on, uh, I might have misspoke uh, a few seconds ago saying that uh, you are selling a naked call. So th that that is very much... Uh, what makes a call naked um, is that like you don't have anything maybe covering it or up for uh, you know grabs if something goes wrong. Um, meaning like uh, you know we've talked about call credit spreads or call debit spreads, uh, meaning you buy or sell the further out the money call just as insurance. That form of insurance and just. Don't worry. Don't worry if you don't quite get what I'm saying. It'll all make sense later if you revisit this episode. Um, that out the money call for whether if you do a debit or credit spread is your insurance, right? Uh, it protects you. It gives you a max loss or maybe it lowers your break even if you're on the long side. Um, but that's what stops it from being naked, that out the money call. All right. So let me just like slow down here. Um we're trying to define what a um, covered call is. And you're thinking, okay, so I know what a naked call is, like a long naked call. You're, you're buying something, you're buying a contract because you're really bullish on a, on a stock. And if you want to protect it uh, and not you know, buy naked, um, you will sell the further out the money call. Or if you're on the opposite side of the trade, then you'll buy that further out the money call. Whatever, right? You, you just do the thing with the further out the money call. And that gives you a max loss and it protects you from like undefined risk. So if you're following along, you're probably, you know, might be asking yourself like, okay, so isn't a call debit spread or a call credit spread, isn't that like a covered call? You're, I mean, you're covered. You, you have a max loss. You have insurance on the play. Like I consider that covered. Um, but you're, it's, it's not the same. Uh, a covered call is different. It does give you a form of max loss, I mean, technically. Um, and it does, you know, make it so that it, it's a trade that can't go catastrophically wrong. Like, it doesn't have, like, infinite max loss. And we'll get into that. But it's basically a covered call is a, um, a naked call that you sell. It's a short naked call. Um, but you put your stock as collateral. Okay, so let's talk about that. A covered call is a short naked call where you put stock as collateral. 
uh, Judy, you're using big words again, and uh, that's so scary. And, and I get it. I get it. So let's let's break it down. So a short naked call means you sold a call. Let's go ahead and give uh, Apple a hundred dollar price point. Apple is currently trading at hundred dollars, and you sell the one hundred five call. Um, and so that means if Apple goes past one hundred five anytime before your expiration date, you're basically in the red, right? Um, minus break even. We won't we won't talk about break even in this episode. So you know the veterans listening, uh, I know you just cringed at that. You're probably saying, "No, it's at like one hundred five point forty six, bro." Um, don't worry. Don't worry, we'll get into that maybe in a future episode, but I want to keep this example simple. So you sold the 105 call. You did a short, naked call. Um, and you know, anytime before expiration, if it goes above 105, you're probably in the red, and you probably have to close for red. Um, but now, after listening to this episode, or ap- yeah, after you listen to this episode, you're going to want to do a covered call because you figured out it's so awesome. And that's because you can actually put your... Uh, I almost said options again. You can put your stock as collateral. So that's the second part of that sentence, right? So what does that mean? In previous examples, I've mentioned that, you know, Apple trades at 100 bucks and blah, 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 blah. And we always only talk about uh, contracts or only about options. Covered calls, like just previously mentioned, uh, involve stock. So if you have 100 Apple stock, you can actually put that up for uh, collateral, meaning if um, in this example, if Apple traded over 105 by expiration or over your break even, then you will be forced to sell your Apple shares at 105 because that's the obligation that you sold to someone, right? The right to you sold someone the right to buy Apple at 105. So if they decide to exercise that because maybe Apple went to up to 110 then they would be strongly incentivized to buy the 100 shares of apple stock from you for 105. okay so that might have sounded like a lot but if you got it already then great uh this second part is going to make it click even more uh if you haven't gotten already i hope this part makes more sense uh we've currently oh not currently we've previously talked about um uh short naked calls uh so that's a good video uh, to watch if in case if you do want to go and, and you know understand this episode just a little bit more but you know if apple is trading at you know say 104 uh, by expiration and you know it hasn't gone above 105 and maybe for selling the 105 call or the you know selling the covered call at 105 uh, you receive 40 bucks for it you took the risk you put your option or you put your stocks as collateral and you receive 40 bucks what happens if Apple, in this example, uh, trades at 104 expiration, you keep the 40 bucks. Wow, that's pretty good. You do this enough times and maybe you can even end up buying another Apple share and you're just growing your money that way, right? It's like a snowball. You sell enough covered calls uh, and you're, you know, hopefully your stocks don't get called away, um, then it's all golden. You just buy more shares with the credit you receive, though it does take a long time. It's like a, it's pretty much a dream to buy multiple stock uh, with just covered calls because you will eventually get called away, or you know maybe there's a black swan movement and like the market goes down, whatever. But if 
in the case that the stock price does not go above the 105 strike price by expiration in this example, you keep the premium that you receive for selling the call. Now, this is also very strong um, in case if you want to protect your position. Like, you know, I always advocate not entering too many positions. I also advocate against touching your trades. Um, but if you have stock and you want to protect your price, there is an incentive to sell a closer uh, to the money covered call. So, you know, Apple's trading at 100 bucks. Um, and it's like during trading hours and then you suddenly see like, I don't, I don't know. I think this is just a bad idea in general, but like, you know, trading on emotion, but you see like a headline for coronavirus and you, you think it's going to crash the market, whatever. It probably wouldn't, but you decide, Hey, um, I'm actually okay with either exiting out for a little bit of profit or, you know, reducing my break even in case the uh, stock does fall then I will choose to, you know, sell the 101 Apple call. You know, Apple yeah, needs to go just up 1% for me to get my shares called the way at 101. Um, but otherwise, you know, if it tanks, I keep the maybe $100 in premium because it's closer in the money. I receive more money for it. Um, but yeah, I received $100. Maybe Apple trades at 98 so you're down on the position overall. But you did collect premium on the way down, so it reduces your break even. So you can see, like in a covered call scenario, um, if the stock goes up too high, um, you, what you end up doing is you get your shares called away for a higher price. Meaning, and it's not just called away for free. It's not like you just lose your stock to the person that you sold the call to. They still have to buy it from you. Um, let me let me just jump back to the previous example of one of it going to one o like six or seven when you sold the 105 call when they exercise um the 105 call on you you have to still sell them the apple stock at 105 um not at the 107 price or 106 price that the stock is currently trading at so if you originally got in for apple at 100 bucks then you just sold the stock position for 500 bucks right because you had you got exercised at 105 now the stock is trading at 107 so technically if you never sold that covered call you could have had the option to you know sell at 107 just back to the market whenever you wanted um but just know that like when you do get your shares called away you still keep the premium too so it's not only the you know you gaining 500 bucks but it's you also keeping that 40 bucks you initially sold the contract for so all of this sounds really dandy right like you know say you sell a covered call and the stock goes down you lower your break even um you know you sell a covered call the stock goes up and maybe it doesn't even go up past your covered call so you keep the premium nice it's free money um if you you know sell a call and it goes above your strike price and your shares get called away, um, you sell your shares for a profit. Boo hoo! Right? Like it's it's it sounds like a win 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 scenario, and it really is, until you get into this very specific pattern that makes it a little bit more dangerous um, than otherwise. So let's take the example of apple trading 100 bucks and you got in apple at 100 bucks right so you have 100 shares of apple 
and they each cost a hundred dollars and you decide hey I have a hundred shares I want to sell a covered call so you sell the 105 and you collect 50 bucks that's cool you now have 50 bucks in your bankroll and your favorite brokerage app like Tastyworks and now uh, you with the 50 bucks in your bankroll the stock plummets right which is a good thing technically if uh, you're you know planning to hold this for a long time and uh, with that 50 bucks, uh, you know, maybe Apple goes down to $80 and the option actually expires worthless. So you keep the 40 bucks because that's the premium you collected when you sold the contract. But now you are down on Apple, which you would have otherwise had been, right? Even if you didn't sell the cover call, you'd still be down on Apple or sorry, down on Apple. Um, and this is where it gets a little scary. So you're currently down on Apple and maybe you did a covered call or maybe you didn't. Um, but now you want to get into another covered call and you start looking at the options map and you start looking at like, okay, which option can I sell for a good amount of premium? And you'll notice that if you wanted to sell the 105 call for Apple, it's basically worthless. You'll collect like maybe a dollar right which is absolutely not worth it um and it's not you know something like a trade you want to execute um but maybe you'll notice like wow apple's currently trading at 80 bucks there's a covered call i can sell for the 85 dollars strike price um you know and i'll click premium while the stock goes up i'll just hope it never goes above my strike price um, and I'll reduce my break even, so I'll break even even faster because I'm collecting premium on the way up. So this is the most dangerous pattern for when you do covered calls is when you take uh, when you buy stock uh, and you start selling calls or selling covered calls uh, below your break even or your initial price, right? If you entered Apple at a hundred bucks, you should never be selling a call. Um, hundred bucks or lower it just doesn't make sense or maybe a hundred bucks if you're really really scared about your position but otherwise it should be absolutely always out the money um, because you know you don't want to exit for a loss especially if you're holding on to stock right stocks always only go up at least you know historically so don't quote me on that like you know 30 years later when we're like you know, neck deep in like ocean water because of global warming. But <laughs> so, you know, there's also, you know, the incentive to do them during earnings, right? Like if you have a hundred stock of something and earnings are coming up, you could, you basically have like a free play um, to either reduce your break even in case if it goes lower, but you also have a free play as in, you know, you could write a ridiculously out the money call and it will be have a higher premium because IV is higher for earnings. Um, but, you know, if, you, if it ends up getting exercised, well, you are up a lot of money already just because, you know, it got exercised at that price. Um, but, you know, history shows that if you do do covered calls, um, you don't beat the market. So that's also another thing. Like you don't want to do covered calls too close uh, to the money because it, you, yeah, I get it. You collect more premium on the way up, but realistically stocks do move uh, past that average. Um, you know, th that's also why you have a probability of profit, right? Like don't 
don't write them where you know you have a 30% chance of it um, expiring out the money. You need to be way further than that to have this be a regular occurrence um, because otherwise you're just going to end up selling your stock um, for a profit, yes, but the, you know there's a good chance that the stock will still run higher, meaning not like it will go up constantly, but you'll miss out on that general uptrend and it'll always just feel bad having to FOMO back in at a higher price when you already own the stock. So you got to always assess, hey, does this uh, premium, is this premium worth me selling it at this price? Um, it, do I expect a sudden shift of this going up or down? There's a lot of things to consider when you are entering a covered call position or opening a covered call. Um, like, you know, how far out do I want to do this? Um, you know, mathematically, if you sell weeklies, you collect more premium in the long run. But um, that also means you are executing, <laughs> executing, executing more trades, uh, which means higher commission. Um, and it's more time on the screen. I, I, I'm a big fan of not looking at my trades, especially during the day. Um, and that's because at the end of the day, you want to let your like probability of profits play out. Remember that you know when you enter a position uh, that the max loss is accounted for. So you should literally open these um, trades that you are selling, these options that you are selling, um, thinking that you are going to lose that max loss. Um, and when you finally get that ingrained, and I know it's one of the hardest things to actually grasp, because I could tell you this right now, or I could tell you this a thousand times, but it's until it clicks um, that you won't like understand uh, how you know powerful that mindset is is that once you stop managing your trades once you stop trying to time the market bottoms and market tops but rather just focus on law of large numbers and making sure your probability of profit is intact um, you know you're just going to have to learn uh, the hard way which is how I learned um, but I'm trying to pass on all the knowledge I do uh, in this podcast and especially to my patrons uh, which get <laughs> which get it like a shortcut right like I, I've already gone through all the pains and all the gains too so like I know what each side is like I know what it's like to buy a hundred FDs that are like four bucks each you know four hundred dollars uh, for a hundred option play and having that like skyrocket I've been there I've also lost that all you know like I I am so zen now and it just feels good being able to pass this knowledge off if you are listening um and i've made a few jnug references and a few mu <laughs> micron references um you know i was just like you guys and maybe it's when you get your first full-time job maybe it's like your third full-time job maybe something or someone inspires you to do something um, big, then maybe you know your risk appetite gets lower, and you start looking for actual implementation of strategies that are safer, like theta gang strategies. Um, but it's until that big event happens uh, that you'll you'll come to realization of like, yeah, like Junie kind of makes sense uh, sometimes. <laughs> Otherwise, he's just rambling, right? But in other news, I think that's it. Um, I think that's all I wanted to talk about about covered calls today. Um, just as a uh, message to everybody, uh, the 20, 30, 40, 50, and $60 tier is sold out. That is super nuts. Um, so now the tiers are jumping $20 each. So the next tiers are going to be 80 and 100. 
um the tier gives you a flare message on the site banner you guys know by now what it gives you um i'm pretty sure i'm gonna start taking this out of the script um theta gang does have a referral code i know a lot of you have used it um, but you do need to email me one more time just so i can make sure that you guys did in fact do it um and i have a list of first and last names um to verify that against uh, and the referral code is theta gang all caps one word uh, and that will give you access to uh, sign up for my trade alerts uh, real quickly um, I want to just double back on the patreon stuff uh, I made a public post on patreon um, just talking about the market conditions as well as uh, some common questions that um, you know listeners have been sending in uh, one of which is like am I ever going to open lower tiers and just in case if you are too busy to look at it which is at patreon.com slash thetagang one word um, I am not going to be opening lower tiers um, mainly for the fact that it's unfair for the people that have signed up earlier than you that did get a lower tier um, but also I feel like it devalues the brand a little bit just because I do feel like the value I put out is even less than the highest tier right now um, and lastly, there is the incentive to sign up earlier because as long as you are a patron, you'll always be locked at that price. So that's the promise I can give. I can also promise that ThetaGang.com will always be free. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at RealThetaGang, uh, and you can email me at Juni at ThetaGang.com with uh, feature requests, bug tickets. Please, with the bugs or any form of which, like, please include your ThetaGang username and screenshots, and uh, you know, just all the good stuff. Uh, don't just say this is broken because <laughs> that doesn't help me help you, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, Juni at ThetaGang.com and Twitter at RealThetaGang. I want to give a extended shout out to some new patrons as well as old ones. Uh, Rico, the string puller, just send it. Floyd, Odea, Brian, Nathan, De Silva, Vicious Poultry, DDSS, Abel, Option Options, TCR94, Fox624, Simon Says, Ryzen, Saeed, Leo Jetson, Master John Z, HP Larry, uh, Associate K, Moist Towelette. Uh, Whippy123, Anthony511, Andrew E.C. Kim, El Finkel, Mitch Brady7, Mark James It, McMore2, Abrodeo Rice, The Iron Man, Van Trader, Siriums, Hashbrown441, Edad, Mike D, Monkey48, and Samus of Great State of Texas. And as uh, we did from last episode, if you made it this far, uh, this, is, this is just you and me. Or this is just us. Like, I think of every episode there are about like monthly there's like over a thousand definitely over a thousand maybe two thousand but um you know uh, weekly there's like 400 people and of those 400 people only like two percent three percent make it to these final seconds of the podcast because everyone like kind of drops off when i um mention the names here um, I still don't know what I want to do at the end, but I did mention that I want to make Theta Gang more inclusive by like maybe uh, you know having like a girl only section. I talked about that with my girlfriend, and we think that that's like probably not a good idea because it gets weird trying to verify like uh, what you identify as and like you know all that stuff. So I think what I want to start doing very very slowly is like you know you know what Google does with their like 
uh, Google screen or <laughs> Google screen. When you go to Google.com, there's like a special version of Google of like maybe like it's someone's birthday. So it's like like a theme around them. Or, you know, maybe it's like breast cancer awareness month. So I get the pink bow on there. Or, you know, maybe there's like a, an event that happened. Like, you know, maybe the day I do the donation, there's like a puzzle piece next to thetagang.com or... Or maybe during like Pride Week, I make the green and the Theta Gang logo rainbow. I don't know. Like, just all that, all that good stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I don't want to make, uh, you know, Theta Gang an extension of Wall Street Bets. I want it to live on its own, be able to breathe on its own. And you know, if I were to, I don't know, like pass away for some weird accident, it's like basically how I want to be remembered. And let this be a monologue of Judy and how he was before he, I don't know, like over eight in Cabo. I, I don't know. <laughs> so that's it. Um, that's what I'm thinking I'm going to do. So if you guys or girls uh, see that, you know, the Theta Gang logo changes, uh, you guys and girls knew about it first because you guys listened to the very end. Um, thank you. <laughs>